Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Let's Talk Touch Arms. I'm Kieran Hines and join me as ever is the best co-host this side of the Atlantic <laughs> for the podcast, Morgan Edwards. Oh, I'm good, thank you, man. You flatter me. You absolutely flatter me. You know, I'd speak the truth. It's <laughs> very kind. Oh, we're almost there, Kay. We're almost at the we Super Bowl. Are. It's been a, it's been an exciting season. It's, it's sad it's coming to an end, but you know, I don't think it's going to be a, a, a dull Super Bowl fair at all. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, we've got a pretty exciting Super Bowl lined up. One for the one for the storybooks, I reckon. It's like hundred oh, percent. Uh, the, the, the current greatest of all time against probably the future greatest of all time. Um, yeah. Obviously, if you haven't seen the uh, the scores, then I don't know what you're doing. But um, <laughs> assume you have if if you're listening to podcasts, of course. But obviously, that is that is a result of the fact that you know the Buccaneers beat the Packers and the Chiefs beat the Bills, and so now we have Patrick Mahomes up against. Tom Brady in in the Super Bowl on Sunday night. Next Sunday. Then. Next Sunday, that's the one. Yeah. Sunday the seventh. Mm-hmm. Sunday the seventh. We've got a week off this week and week a weekend off because uh, obviously the Pro Bowl isn't happening. Indeed. Yeah, that's a sad. That was the that was like a little. Oh, do you want to explain what the Pro Bowl is? Or, yeah, yeah sure. Um, so the Pro Bowl is essentially the fans get to pick their favorite, like they're they they're like best players in each position from the conferences. So. They'll pick like the the top four, I think, top four quarterbacks or top three quarterbacks um, yeah, from the three. NFC, and then the top three quarterbacks from the AFC from the fans' um, picks get chosen, and then save the wide receivers and running backs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then they basically build the team on like the best of the NFC and the best of the AFC, and then they play each other in the Pro Bowl. It's kind of like it's a nice affair, isn't it? They don't go full ham, yeah. they don't nail each other, but it's always you know still a fun occasion. Yeah. And, like they've got like games and stuff outside with the, the the quarterbacks have to throw like the ball into like little hoops and and all that jazz so it's um it's a shame that's not happening this year but i guess very much necessary given all the things that they've had to deal with this season yeah definitely it's um it is nice to see because they do like challenges and stuff for every position and um it's just kind of a show up it's a opportunity for them to show off i guess especially like the wide receivers and um, quarterbacks and the linebackers get in there as well it's just uh it's just quite a friendly match mm. yeah without a doubt because you're thinking you, you get some of the best wide receivers with connecting with some of the best quarterbacks who they don't usually connect with so yeah. like you know you'd have a Devonte adams being thrown a football from Russell Wilson, for example, which you never get to see, so it's always a, yeah, an exciting exactly. affair. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it's quite exciting for the um, the players as well because it's just a new kind of um, mm. low key event and um, just quite chill, especially at the end of the season, just to blow off steam. You know, you get to play the game that you love with uh, new people, mm. you know, some of the best in the league. So you know, and it's definitely a it's kind of like bad. yeah, it's kind of like an accolade as well to be of to be chosen for the pro bowl so i think for example alvin kamara has been picked for the pro bowl in every season that he's played in the nfl and it's just one of those things that kind of goes down on your thing like uh, on your record is how how many pro bowls has this player been in and it's um yeah yeah. definitely kind of a stamp of achievement Mm, without a doubt but on to the games then that actually did happen then case we start with the packers (laughs) buccaneers I think we have to, you know. We've got to start with the Packers Buccaneers. Packers twenty six, Buccaneers thirty one. This is also predictions for the week. When wasn't it, Kay? Because uh, we obviously yeah, predict every single game in this playoff um, 
in these playoffs for for this 2020-2021 season. So you went for the Packers and I went for the Buccaneers. Uh, okay, I told you so. I I told you so. Uh, I don't know what happened, you know. Um, the Packers just kind of bottled it from the offset. Um, they picked off Brady three times and they didn't score a touchdown on those three yeah. three times you uh, picked them off. And that, that that's what the game ultimately comes down to. I've heard it, or I've seen quite a few Packers fans saying that the ref, refereeing wasn't um, particularly fair, but I think it was quite unbiased because there was hardly any penalties at all yeah. on either side. So it comes down to the Packers not being able to capitalise on the three picks from Brady. It really, that, yeah. that's what it comes down to. We were impartial in a sense. Obviously, we had our mm. teams which we wanted to win, but I mean, I wouldn't have been too disappointed had it gone the other way. So, and I'd have said that the ref, like the the officiating, was was fine. I wouldn't have said there were any yeah. kind of controversial issues. No, it was. Um, I think there was a call like in the last quarter or something on a pass interference, but it was quite clearly a pass interference against Green Bay. So. Mm. Uh, if that's where it's coming down to, it is. But you can't just blame it on that. Your defense played amazingly, mm-hmm. and it, it comes down to the uh, Packers' offense just not being able to do what they needed to do when they needed to do it. Yeah, and I think it comes down to Brady just being the goat. You know. Yeah, I've literally got that in my own notes. Obviously, he's off his tenth <laughs> Super Bowl appearance. He has to be go down as the greatest of all time. And it's like he's not even playing that well, but he's clinical. He just gets yeah, wins, and it's. And obviously, that's a different story when it comes to playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Will he need to step it up? Maybe. But if you think about it so far now, he's beaten Drew Brees, a former Super Bowl MVP. He's beaten Aaron Rodgers, a former Super Bowl MVP, and will now go to play Patrick Mahomes, a former Super Bowl MVP. I think that's the first yeah. ever time that will have happened. He'll have played three Super Bowl MVPs in one postseason, and I think... Uh, you, yeah, you got to feel pretty down if you're Aaron Rodgers. I mean, pretty haunted, going one and four yeah. now in championship games. It is, and um, I don't, I don't know if it was Rodgers that wasn't playing particularly well, but that, it was just that offense. They have such good um, stars on the offensive side: Devontae Adams, um, Lazard. I know he's rookie, but then mm-hmm. you got um, Valdez Scantling as well, mm-hmm. and then you got Aaron Jones and um, Jamal Williams as well. It, you you should really be capitalising on all of those yeah. um, drives, and they just didn't. Mm-hmm. And it w- would have been a completely different game if they capitalised on two of those drives instead of none of them. Um, I think as well, they decided to get a field goal instead of trying on fourth down as mm-hmm. well at some point. Mm-hmm. And that was a really well, big, yeah, really big call because, um, and it, that put them to like a five point, um, just five points behind them. Whereas if you just trusted Aaron Rodgers, that would have been um, like a tie game or two point or one point game. So I, I'm not sure what happened, um, mm. but I think the Bucks just did play well as well. You know? Yeah, they just did. I think I don't think the Packers learnt from their Week Six game. Like the they reason got d- devastated then. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers got sacked five times compared to Brady's one. Like. That's yeah. just not okay, <laughs> you know. Well, the pass, the pass rushing on um, from books was absolutely insane. Mm. The speed off the line was it was crazy. And that's literally what they did in week six. They just blitz after blitz after blitz, and they did the exact same thing in this game, and it, and it worked because 
they just put the pressure on on Aaron Rodgers and basically cut down the amount of time he's got to make those plays. And if you, I guess that's important. Like I wouldn't say the Bucks secondary is that good, so you can't no. give the wide receivers like Devontae Adams too much time to get separation from them. So what you've got to do is you just got to put Aaron Rodgers under pressure. And I don't think they capitalized on, like you say, Kay. You know when they turn the ball over, they've got to make the most of those things because most of those um, opportunities because they when they had the the ball they were just getting sacked all the time so they've got to make the most of each time that they get that ball mm, it, it, it was um, an interesting game definitely but uh, an exciting game nonetheless because it, these two quarterbacks are some of the best in the league mm-hmm. I think it has to you have to say Brady is the greatest of all time yeah. um, to make it to his 10th Super Bowl and out of which he's won six so far six out of nine Super Bowls that he's been in mm-hmm. I mean that's just crazy. I was looking at um, a stat on Instagram. I think I think the NFL put it up. It might have been ESPN or something like that. I can't quite remember. Mm. But it was basically breaking down Brady's career into three chunks. So yeah. it was like when he started to then, I think, five years later, and then five years to the next five years, and then 2015 to now or whatever it was. It was kind of mm. split up into three chunks, right? And they had the stats of, you know, touchdown passes, yards, percentages, and all that. And each one of those three, um, each one of those three sections, the stats for so for example, his stats in the last five years for touchdown passes is higher than current Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So he's listing different quarterbacks in which his stats are better. So essentially, he's had three Hall of Fame careers in one career. Like that's just an, an insane <laughs> amount of of talent and and experience behind him. He's just doing. That absolute bits and he he obviously isn't slowing down like at all so i think <laughs> this super bowl is going to be amazing again mm. yeah without a doubt uh, i think going up i don't know who's going to win that one but i guess we'll get well i have an inkling but we'll get onto mm. that a bit later yeah we'll definitely get onto that a little bit later but now we'll talk about the chiefs bills then so mm. 38 points 24 in favor of the chiefs obviously we already said that the chiefs had won but i mean you probably knew that already if you listened to the podcast but i think <laughs> The thing for me is that the Chiefs are just too good. They just put 38 points past the Buffalo Bills, who have been one of the best teams in the league. 38 points is insane, and I think Andy Reid just always knows how to win a game. Like We saw the Chiefs beat the Bills in Week 6 on the ground, and now we saw the Chiefs just demolish the Bills through the air. Like The amount of yards after catch that each of these players were getting was unbelievable. It is, and... um... The Bills had, or the Chiefs put up 21 points, 21 unanswered points in um, against the Bills, and because the, the Bills went up nine, and then the uh, Chiefs got 21 points, and the Bills just kind of went quiet then. The, mm. the Chiefs had a lot of momentum after that. I think the Bills got off to an early start, but then the Chiefs, once mm. they got ramped up, it, it, there was no stopping them. And um, yeah, as you said, they just put up the big numbers and just. <laughs> were able to completely dominate them yeah without a doubt there's a bit for me where it was um uh, it was an unlucky fumble from the punt return by Michael Hardman mm. and he was super frustrated did you see it there's a video where he yeah, was on the yeah. sideline really riled up about it and he just saw Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey go over to him and be like you know just compose yourself it's all right just bounce back and you'll make a play in this game and then he, he obviously scored a touchdown after that and a massive um run yeah, after yeah. catch for for 70 odd yards or whatever it was 
like you just see the leadership on this team from Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, there there was another clip as well. Um, it got a bit chippy towards the end of the game. Did you see? And um, the Chiefs. Um, like bench started to come off, but then Mahomes like quickly ran onto the field and was like, "No, don't do this. We don't need any suspensions because mm-hmm. then you'll miss the Super Bowl." Like that's just the leadership from a really quite a young quarterback mm-hmm. being able to show that leadership and that determination, and they obviously follow him and really trust in him. Mm-hmm. So we are looking at the next goat. You know, we mm-hmm. we really are We're in for a real treat the next decade or so. And just look at his stats. I think reading off like from a previous episode, I think we said I think last week or the week before. He was like 23-1, and one, wasn't he, as a starter? Yeah. And it's just like he's just winning games upon games upon games. And sure, you know, he's got fantastic players around him. You know, you've got Travis Kelsey, you've got Miko Harmon, you've got Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, etc., etc. But, I mean, a lot of it comes down to him, obviously. Like, he just extends plays. He always finds ways to make things happen. Yeah, he does. He he makes it look easy as well at quarterback, and quarterback is probably the hardest position to play. Mm-hmm. And it's it's half to do with his eyes. He's able to distract the um, safeties mm-hmm. and the linebackers because the safeties and linebackers, they sometimes make plays based on where the quarterback is looking, and they're able to quite easily read their eyes, and so they're able to anticipate where the ball's going. Mm-hmm. But when you can divert your eyes and like throw a no-look pass, <laughs> you're Doing a no look kick is hard enough, but throwing a no look pass and being able to connect is it's actually insane. Yeah. He's just able to do it on every facet, and it's just he's probably going to be the Brady of our generation. I know Brady is the Brady of our generation, but <laughs> then he's going to be the Brady of our like next generation. Yeah, I guess I know what you mean. Like, obviously, we got into the NFL when Brady was already established as one of the best of yeah. all time, and he's just added on to it. Whereas now we saw the start of Mahomes, and we'll continue to see him become the best you know best player to ever have played that position perhaps we'll have to see but I mean obviously helps when you've got yeah. people like Travis Kelsey like around him like he's such a rock for Mahomes whenever a play needs to be extended and there's nothing open he just goes yes. to Travis Kelsey and he, he's always open or always manages to make a play and it's so handy for him I think he got over 10 catches as well which is mm. mad they weren't particularly big plays but they were plays that needed to be done as you mm. said you need to extend that player to get a first down to get near first down so you put yourself put your team in a very good position Travis Kelsey is that guy and then you got people like Tyreek Hill uh, Miko Hardman that's able to make 30 40 yard plays off the bat and it's just mm. like it's not fair <laughs> yeah I'd say Tyreek Hill for me now is the third best wide receiver in the game I'd say D-Hop Devante Adams Tyreek Hill okay yeah I yeah I would do the same mm. um, then Diggs fourth but I think Diggs was a bit quiet. That's, you know? Yeah, Allen and Diggs' connection was a quiet one. But I think the whole Bills team was quiet. I think this this Chiefs defense did shut down anything that you know, any any kind of momentum that Josh Allen and Stephen Diggs could get going. That is true, but um, there were a few players where I was just watching the highlights before this because it was about a week ago mm-hmm. after we've been recording. But um, Josh Allen had uh, quite a few or. Uh, three or four runs um, just by himself, and I think he didn't exploit. He didn't use his legs enough, and mm. I think that would have got them a bit closer in terms of um, points. He didn't really use his legs enough early on. Then when he was kind of finding out that um, the Chiefs' defense was stuffing both their run game and their passing game, he had to resort to running the ball, and he got um, good a uh, few ten-yard runs, which extended the play and helped them get down the field and get a touchdown or a field goal. But um, ultimately, I don't think he. He didn't realise that quick enough and that if he was able to use his legs a lot more early on in the game, mm. I think it would have been a lot closer affair. But then you saw how quickly the momentum changed. When the Chiefs get that 
that little bit of momentum, Holmes is just able to capitalize on it completely. Mm-hmm. And when you've got the threats that you do on offense, it's it's hard, you know, it's real hard to yeah. stop. Without a doubt, I definitely agree. Like, I definitely noticed Josh Allen started to use his legs a little bit more in the fourth quarter, and it was a little bit too late, wasn't it? But then I think he was just trying to force things a little bit too much, and then obviously the, the Chiefs got that pick in the fourth quarter, didn't they, just to kind of yeah. seal the victory, I think, a couple of minutes to go. Um, yeah. It should, It just comes down to both the Chiefs' offence and Chiefs' defence mm. being impenetrable at some times. It's, it's completely hard. It's almost impossible to stop that offence. Yeah, without a doubt. So it's going to make for a fantastic Super Bowl. But before we get there, Kay, we've got uh, we've got to wrap up our predictions for the week for this week then. So you obviously went for Packers and the Chiefs. I went for Buccaneers and Chiefs, meaning you were one for two. I was two for two. 100% success record this, this week, Kay. Um, but um, I think, do we announce the winner this week? Next nah, week? Next week, because we're, we're going to predict the Super Bowl as well. Um <laughs> We'll, we'll wait till yeah. the yeah. I mean, you've won obviously because you are on thirty nine for sixty five. <laughs> and I, <laughs> you've won because you're on thirty nine for sixty five. <laughs> Just and one I'm more Thirty two for sixty five. <laughs> you've won, Kate. Okay, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but, uh, hats off to you. You definitely actually on me in this predictions for the week for this season. Thirty nine for sixty five. Thirty two mm. for sixty five. Uh, but before we get on to our prediction for next week, i.e. Super Bowl 55, let's talk about our touchdowns for the week. You're listening to Let's Talk Touchdowns, a podcast by K. Ryan Hines and Morgan Edwards. Okay, this is the time of the show where Kay and I give you our touchdowns for the week for you guys to go check out at home. However, Kay, for me, I think... I'm not even going to choose a touchdown because I think these deserve more of a mention because if you think about this Chiefs-Bills game, right, a lot of these touchdowns were in the red zone. They were just a quick pass, a quick shovel pass, a quick handoff, a quick run or something into the end zone. It's not the touchdowns that made this game so fantastic to watch. It was the plays made by Tyreek Hill and Miko Harmon. Like their yards after catch in this game was insane. Like they just, you know, Mahomes really would pop it off to them and they just find a way to find a gap through the defense, through the Bills defense, and they just managed to extend plays for ages and you think, Oh yeah, you know, the Chiefs are, you know, in their own half. Not going to expect too much from here. Next thing you know, Miko Harmon puts puts them into the red zone with one run. You know, yeah. it's um I think these Plays deserve just as much of a mention as, as the touchdowns that we usually talk about. Yeah, they definitely do because the Chiefs, they've made those plays. They made those big plays. I mean, they don't necessarily need to, but they just did it anyway. Mm. That got them in real good um, field position. And obviously, they're able to then capitalize on that and get the win or get the touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they did make amazing plays. Let's definitely go watch the highlights if you didn't watch the game. Yeah. They were my, uh, not actually touchdowns, but touchdowns for the week. Um, they, they led to touchdowns, so I guess yeah. it's almost like, they obviously came so close a lot of the time, didn't they? Like, it was yeah, literally about did. one or two yards out, so it just, just as much, just as, uh, it's, it qualifies enough for me, for I this see. one-off, for to be included in our touchdowns for the week. But Kay, so. what about yourself? I think it um, has to be the Miko Hardman touchdown. It wasn't. It wasn't mm. the touchdown itself. It was what that touchdown meant to Miko Hardman, yeah. especially because, um, as you said earlier, he drops the ball on the, um, the first uh, Bills punt return and um, or punt kick, mm-hmm. and um, he fumbled it. And then they got down to what the five or four yard um, line, just away from the Chiefs' end zone, and then 
um, on the next drive or drive after that, he got a touchdown and um, drive after that, he got a real big play. So it was the touchdown and what it meant for me, Cole Hardman, because you saw how devastated he was mm-hmm. that he thought he, um, and especially where the field position, um, where the field Oh, sorry. With the Bills starting the field position, it mm-hmm. was um, it was devastating for him. It was devastating to watch because he just saw how distraught he was. Yeah. But then, as you said, um, Mahomes and uh, Kelsey came over to him and said, "That's not the player that defines you," and like kind of just got him back on his feet. And then mm-hmm. he was able to make those big plays and get that touchdown. Um, that was really nice to see, just because it meant so much to him. And you obviously knew that would that would have meant meant like the world to him so it, that, i think that's it that's the touchdown for me touchdown of the week yeah without a doubt i definitely agree so it's basically Mikko hardman doing all the runs and then Mikko hardman finally getting in for the, for the end zone after that fumble um for from that punt return which obviously then set up the the knocks touchdown didn't it for the bills um the first touchdown of the game but yeah they were our touchdowns yeah. slash not actual touchdowns <laughs> for the week but yeah go check it essentially go check out that chiefs bills game i think obviously the buccaneers packers game was good but not but not for the same reason it was no yeah more the dominance of the buccaneers rather than the actual individual plays that were made but um I think that leads us nicely, Kate, to our predictions for the week. And I say predictions for the week is actually a prediction for the week. Now that's a wild card. That is a wild card. You're going to have to justify that one. I'm going to have to justify that. You're right. It's going to be the Packers. It's going to be the Packers. It has to be. There's there's no doubt about it. The Cowboys are going to win every other game after this one, but they're going to lose this one. Oh, I'm I'm not sure about that one. (laughs) Morgan and Kay's predictions for the week. Okay, it's that time of the show where Kate and I will predict the games that come up in the following week. However, there's only one game left this season and it is Super Bowl 55. It is what we have been waiting for. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs at Tampa Bay Stadium on Sunday the 7th of February at half 11pm. Okay, it's what we've been waiting for. It is. It's going to be an amazing matchup. I can just feel it. I feel it in my bones, Morgan. Mm. And what frustrates me is like I remember watching um, like Good Morning Football and stuff uh, before the season started. Fantastic show. It's on them um, on on Sky Sports twelve pm every day. Obviously, it's um I think it's what Americans watch in the morning while they're eating their breakfast. Um, and I, I love all four pundits on there. They're all fantastic. And they're all predicting that the Bucks were going to be in the Super Bowl or near about the Super Bowl at the start of the season. I was like, oh, they're not going to be that good. Like Tom Brady's fine. He's you know he's not that impressive. Yeah. You know. And here we are, Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl playing the former Super Bowl winners from last year, the Kansas City Chiefs, in the Buccaneers Stadium, which is the first ever time a participant will be playing in their home stadium in the Super Bowl. It's mad. We obviously saw it come um, pretty close, didn't we, with, uh, with Minnesota a few years ago. With the, in the year of the Minneapolis Miracle, they got close to the Super Bowl, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, definitely. So then, Kay, a few stats to, to reel off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I love stats Morgan. of course so Brady is looking for his seventh Super Bowl ring and Mahomes is looking for his second of what I imagine will could be many it could be a lot if the Chiefs win it'll be the first Super Bowl winner re- repeat since 
the Patriots did it in 2004 and 2005 when Tom Brady was the quarterback. Um, this is the Bucks' second ever Super Bowl appearance and the first in 18 years. And uh, like I said, it's the first time any one of these teams um, will be playing in their home stadium in the Super Bowl. And it is also a repeat of Week 12 with the Chiefs won 27-24. It's going to be very exciting indeed, Kay. Who have you got then, Morgan? It's a big question. But I'm going to have to go for the Chiefs in this one. I'm going to have to go Chiefs. Thought you thought you don't bet against Brady. I don't bet, bet against Brady to get to the Super Bowl, but in the actual Super Bowl, I don't. I don't think Brady's been playing well enough to justify me choosing them over the Chiefs. I think it was very fitting for me that um, it was a good story that you know Tom Brady would make it to his tenth Super Bowl. But what I quite like now, the narrative here is that will Patrick Mahomes be the first quarterback to lead his team to back-to-back Super Bowls since Tom Brady did it in 2004-2005. I prefer that narrative, so for me, I'm going for the Chiefs. Yeah, I um, I think you can't bet against the Chiefs anymore. Um, mm. I think that's it's going to be going from you can't bet against Brady and the um, Patriots mm-hmm. to not bet, get, betting against the Chiefs. Uh, they, As long as they got, get off to a fast start and... Um, uh, Tyreek Hill gets like another 200 plus yards in the first quarter, or something like that. I think they'll have a lot. They have a lot of energy and a lot of hype around them, and they're able to perform with that pressure. And obviously, um, possibly becoming back-to-back Super Bowl winners is a lot of pressure. You saw the Steelers kind of crumble under that 11-0 mm. pressure towards the end of the season, but this Chiefs team's this. Chief team does not crumble, and I think it's going to be an exciting game. But it has to be the Chiefs for me. They're just they're just unbelievably strong at the moment. Um, defense, offense, Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, Pringle, Hardman. Um, you got Matthew Sorensen. Oh, it's just it's just what it is, you know. It's going to be. I'm so excited for this game. Yeah, I I, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Kay. Like the, the Chiefs don't crumble and I think they are playing arguably better than they were last season when they won the Super Bowl and not only that but we've already mentioned it yeah I think they really are yeah and we've mentioned it like the the leadership on this team from from Mahomes and Kelsey just means that if things do go wrong they've got the the players they've got the morale to rally the troops and and go back out there and and make some plays yeah and it is a real team they all they all go off each other they all um, feel each other's energy and they're able to kind of produce the results if um, if it was any other team that kind of leadership wasn't there you would have seen uh, Mikko Harman kind of get benched and not really play a lot mm. or um, just not be targeted but he had, um, Holmes has so much trust in all of his team um, even though he doesn't play with on defence he has so much trust in them mm-hmm. so much faith and so much respect for them it's going to be an amazing game because of that team that Andy Reid has kind of made um, around Mahomes and around each player essentially um, I think the books aren't they aren't going to make it easy for them because they're going to mm-hmm. score on every drive but what the Chiefs have to do is keep calm and score on every drive as well <laughs> stop them as much as you can but just score on every drive because you know Brady and his offense is going to score on every drive. So it's going to come out, come down to who can score, um, outscore the other. I think the Chiefs' defense will have to play quite well, especially against. Um, <laughs> they're going to have to play like one of the best games of their life mm-hmm. against Brady and his offense, and then the um, Chiefs' O line is going to have to kind of 
find a way to stop mm. the um, defensive lineman rushing uh, Mahomes, and Mahomes is going to have to be able to escape the pocket quite quickly. But I think they can do it. It's going to come down to a lot of different facets, but I think Mahomes has it all and can do it all. It's just whether he will be able to do it all, and I think he could. Yeah, well, you, you you put it perfectly, Kale. I think for me, like they beat the Packers because they knew that their secondary was a bit weak, so they just constantly blitzed. But I think the Chiefs has a, have a better o-line than the packers do and i think that the packers sorry i think that the chiefs have the wide receivers like tyreek hill and michael holman that's just going to expose this secondary for the bucks i don't think that tom brady and his offense will be able to keep up with the chiefs and their offense and their ability to, to you know out, outpace and outmaneuver the the tampa bay secondary yeah, so I'm so excited for this game, Morgan. Mm. I'm gonna watch it all. I'm not gonna be able to fall asleep till I finish it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna stay up and watch it. I think for me as well that the the Bucks have won a lot of these games by being opportunistic and capitalizing on other teams' mistakes. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like a good team does that. However, I don't think the Chiefs will make the mistakes that previous teams have, such as the Packers. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think. Them. I I agree with you there. Um, and it's good that it's a valuable kind of um, skill to, for a team to be able to capitalise, especially making those split-second uh, decisions. Um, if Brady's picked off three times, the, the uh, Bucks will feel the wrath of the uh, Chiefs because they'll be able to get the ball downfield and then they'll be able to score off of it. That's that's kind of one of the big difference between the Packers and the Chiefs at the moment, if they pick off Brady, they'll get a touchdown from that drive. If not from the pick itself, um, then they won't let them off as easily as uh, the Packers did. So it's going to be, I, I keep saying it's going to be a really good <laughs> match if I can't wait for it. Yeah, I, I can't wait indeed. Um, I think that will wrap it up then, Kate, for episode 21. What a, what a fantastic way to end in saying that it's going to be a fantastic Super Bowl. I hope you guys enjoy it and we'll definitely have all of our analysis and um, our thoughts on the game in next week's episode, in episode 22. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening to episode 21, the penultimate episode of Let's Talk Touchdowns. It's been a, it's been a wild ride, Kay. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for yeah, listening. It's been an enjoyable ride too. Can't wait to come back at it next season. Mm, yeah, next season definitely, Kay, will be back and as big as ever if not bigger if not bigger yeah <laughs> but yeah thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next week when we'll have our super bowl 55 winner see you then see ya